Hi there, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Brad. I'm Susan. And this is Chris. Welcome to General Malaise. All right, so the topic for today is cooking disasters. Could I, could I build off of that to call it cooking experimentations and disasters? Mm-hmm. And I, could I build off of that and say disasters that I've tasted from people sitting at this table? Yep. Or does it have to be my own? Yep. Absolutely. Any, anything. Okay. All right, let's... I think it's even better if, if we malign those that are not sitting at the Ooh. table right now. Ooh. I gotta go. I gotta go with an experimentation of mine from my youth. Oh, I know it. And I know the one you're thinking of, <laughs> the world-famous banana muffins. Oh, yeah, the banana muffins. I don't know if I was 9 or 10 years old. You took the banana muffin literally. I, I did. There was some kind of uh, jiffy mix to which I took literally whole bananas. And once they baked in the oven, they, they didn't caramelize. They cinderized. <laughs> so there was a giant black, cavern. cavernous black of, of earwax. Earwax and mucus. Mm. It's horrible. Sounds tasty. Yep. Had him a, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, that just popped into my head. That would be experimentation slash disaster. Slash disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about your addiction of putting your secret ingredients <laughs> in everything? Which was? Coffee. And cinnamon. <laughs> yes. One time mm. I, I put coffee in something, and so then for years I was accused of putting just a little pinch of coffee in things. Just put some coffee in it. Just put some coffee just in it. make it taste good. Secret yep, ingredient. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, I remember one of your first early inventions of food. Hot Brazilian coaco. <laughs> yes. Brazilian coaco. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it, it's a family it, favorite. It, um, it consisted Two of, ingredients. Two ingredients. It consisted of um, Nestle's Quick that you made as hot cocoa. Yeah. And then an unwrapped peppermint. Yeah, and then just threw a bottom, peppermint in it. Peppermint. And she was all proud to <laughs> drink me. Susie, do you want some hot Brazilian coaco? Made up name. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. And so... We thought it was really good. Yeah, we were onto awesome. something. We were onto something in those days. We you, know were... what, you know what I just thought of in creating beverages was what about the uh, infamous <laughs> recipe of party water? Ooh, <laughs> do you remember party water? Oh, yes. Do you remember the two ingredients in party water? Party and water. I remember the one ingredient being water from a dirty backyard hose with some dirt on it. And a pinch of sugar. And a pinch of sugar is correct. Mm -hmm. Party water. Oh, party Mm -hmm. water. Just to have on hand for, you know, planned or spontaneous parties. Yeah, that was an Andy Augsburger recipe. Well, speaking of cooking disasters, I almost had a cooking disaster tonight, which involved me leaving not one, but two giant sticks of butter out of our cornbread bake for tonight. So that went in last minute and luckily turned out... Halfway decent. Yeah. So. So Katie made your cake recipe with no sugar? Apparently, yeah, that was another cooking disaster. Kate made. Kate Kate attempted to make the chocolate stealth and batch batch one omitted sugar. Yeah, that's good. Don't really know how that happened. Yep. That is. What Um, was the. um, One of my favorite cooking disasters here was some kind of. Um, <laughs> Are we going there? I think I think we need to go there. Okay. Are you referring to a, a pan of brownies? A pan of brownies. Very, very awry. I might be referring to that. 
Well, yes, there, it wasn't my disaster, but again, sugar was on But you were the first victim, primary victim. I was, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. victimized many, many times. Victimized, brutalized, mm-hmm. sensationalized, sodomized, yeah, yep. all of it. <clears throat> all of it. All of it, and one, one fell swoop. Yeah, my, um, my, um, my stove, which was pristine, of course it is, was, uh, um, was uh, unfortunately totally, totally destroyed after a, a pan of brownies went real, real bad without sugar being added to it. But the, bro- the pan was pulled out and sugar added to it then, right? Kind of. Like that. It was a last minute, last minute effort. I think we can make this work by just throwing it in after everything's Throwing nice. a handful of sugar. Yeah, like it's going to work. And then the brownies just bubble over in the in the oven. And so it turned into a science experiment. And then so, and it's middle of summertime. And then so burn. So it's hot. And I, and I just remember kind of the whole situation, much like the brownies, collapsing in on itself like a dying star. Yes. Like boiling lava hot brownie mix is being mixed, I believe, by hand, like with <laughs> bare hands, in a bowl with some kind of unmeasured sugar being strewn about it, in it. Yes. I remember the whole thing very, very clearly. It was ugly. What was it about 2 a.m. also? Yep. Too? Yeah, this was mm-hmm. a, a, a usual 3 a.m. bake. And I, yeah. As I recall, this would not have been the normal quantity for a 9 by 13. It was, it was for jelly roll It pan. was a giant... Yeah. It was a jelly roll pan full of um, peanut butter brownies, lacking sugar, and then... But about $600 worth of ingredients. Oh, $600. Easily, yeah. And, it yeah. Was, and then it all overflowed and lavaed up in my, in yep. my oven. And uh, then yep. I had to... And then I had burnt, burnt brownie for weeks. Uh-huh. And my favorite part, even on top <laughs> of all of that for this cooking disaster, was Jenny... Who I'm filling in for tonight? <laughs> basic, had a better offer. Tonight. Basically, just said, "I'm gonna grab some popcorn and watch." Awesome. <laughs> Ringside yeah, that seats. Classic. That was classic. Oh yeah. It's... Ooh. Ooh, I've got one that kind of transitions. Do you want to do, talk about that, or what do you want to talk about? Well, one that just came to mind was the uh, not so much a cooking disaster. But a disaster involving food, nonetheless, and involving Jenny, who was again missing, and was kind of the 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 hero, the heroine of this story. Which in yep, this would involve my high school graduation, where I, like a stupid ass, had to have a chocolate fondue fountain. We all did. Everybody had we one. Had to have it. it was two thousand and seven. Yep. <laughs> That's what you did. Okay, yep. So I didn't have one because I didn't graduate in 2007. Okay. Had to have a chocolate fountain. You're still working chocolate fondue. <laughs> and my simple brother, Carl, decided that dear, he... Dear, dear Carl. Dear, sweet, loving... Basement-dwelling basement Carl. Whiskey-swigging, shotgun-wielding Carl decided that he was going to take the plastic plastic tower apparatus out of the chocolate fountain and then turn it on so that the moving parts of the chocolate fountain would spray chocolate fondue like a 
raging, <laughs> boiling, lava-hot, sweet volcano for a th- tri-county radius. My mother's walls. Oh, my God. Carpet that we'd had maybe... Lived in the Ten house minutes. less than a year. Ten minutes. So, Ten minutes. And then, and then I... This pres- was minutes before your guests would arrive. Oh, this was right in the thick of it. Everyone was there. Um, and, and on top of it all, I see... Jenny down on her hands and knees cleaning cleaning scrubbing the carpet I'm like come on man this is not your place and try to get that corner better and get yeah come on while you're down there pick up those ground balls that are oh that's horrible terrible that's horrible I I can say probably the worst thing that I ever experienced was a, a meal I was making for for my family my extended family and I was young and I, and I was too ambitious, and I, it was too much, and I had no kitchen space, and I had no skills. I was this no, the Great Cornish Hen debacle? The Great Cornish Hen, floating Cornish Hen. The floating Cornish Hen debacle. In which um, I, I decided to make Cornish Hens for my family, little sweet little baby baby um, chickens, and uh, they, they hadn't um, thawed in time. So I've got them floating in a sink of water, in my, trying to get this thing done. And then I made... I mean, I was, I just was so overextended. I made mashed potatoes and I let the mashed potatoes sit and cool before I mashed them. And then they turn into sticky, gooey, library paste. And so you pull it and it snaps. It's like library paste and snot. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I got that going on. And cardboard. I had. And you can't swallow. I was, of course, I thought it would be smart to do, you know, homemade bread where I'm having that rise. Sure. I let Mm. that go. Why would you buy a loaf when you could? (laughs) Go to a bakery. Go to a bakery. I let that rise past the point of no return because yep. I was busy with the glucose stretchy pancake. I mean, uh, potatoes. And then my my biggest crime was this. I don't know. The recipe I had was for this cranberry walnut jello that I was going to make that made enough to fill a soup kitchen worth of servings. Yeah. No. And so I dumped a bunch down the sink because I just had no place to go with it. And my sink backed up with this yellow and, and red and walnut laden up into the sink where the Cornish hens were defrosting. So I now have these Cornish hens floating in what looks to be bark. Yeah, okay. Barf. And, and also, they're not, and they're still not and thawed. And those barf sauce, yes, barf sauce, and frozen chickens, and floating there, and not doing paper paste, and then you know, and then this giant loaf of, of bread that I haven't punched on. Was yet. I was I offering any kind no, of help? No, I got no help. I got no offers for help, and I'm sure I spent, you know, you know, forty-seven dollars on the ingredients. My utility bill, you know, yeah. funds on this godforsaken dinner. Yep. It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I can still see those little chickens floating in that sink. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the you know the cast of characters that I was serving was less than generous. Yeah, with the yeah. support, the support of comments. Yeah, yeah. I because Jenny's not here, I gotta tell a good story with hers and it doesn't really involve a disaster. It, it involves a disaster that happened after she made it. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Give me a clue. Main Street Meatballs. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, the Main Street a Meatballs. A term that we that we attached to poor Jenny's little meatball. She we were I think it was a Christmas Eve situation. Jenny's but let's step back. Has a reputation for making an excellent quality meatball. An excellent quality meatball. Yes, and, and it's which a requested was, item. A question and beloved item. She yes. was assigned the meatballs. Yeah. Um, but also in typical Jenny fashion, very 
you know, late. It has to be at the party at 6 o'clock. The meatballs are coming out of the oven at 6.03. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, so and haven't even touched a sauce. Yeah, and, and she's not dressed. And she's not dressed, and she just woke up from a nap. Right. It's Christmas Eve. Jenny's in charge of the meatballs, and she's not coming. She's not coming. She's not coming. It's like, God damn it, where's Jenny? Where's the goddamn where's meatballs? Where's the goddamn meatballs, for Christ's sakes? Um, anyway, Jenny appears with a... No meatballs. I think she had an empty crock pot. Empty crock pot. And it was a freezing cold winter night. <laughs> and she said, go eat the meatballs. She goes, well, they're all, they're all laying all over Main Street right now. We go, what happened? She goes, well, I fell. We got, she came down the steps and she hit an icy spot on her And side. fell. She fell down her crock pot. <laughs> <laughs> meatballs were sprayed. sprayed. God, God damn it. <laughs> and, uh, Can't you just see her lit up by a street light? <laughs> In her little pea coat. Oh my god! And so, Judas. what was most hilarious about that is that for weeks afterwards, every time you drove by Jenny's apartment, you could see a frozen meatballs. That's classic. And that's how we got Main Street. Meatballs. That's how we got the Main Street so meatballs. No, you know, no, it's we've gone down in we, family Jenny, legend and more. Jenny, can you can you bring Main Street meatballs? We just yeah, call we them just Main Street and there's not even laughter when we say it's, it. Yeah, it's just uh, what we, it's uh, what we uh, call them. Main, Main Street meatballs. meatballs. Yeah, keep them, keep them off the sidewalk. This yeah, time. yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Now, so you sent me a message, but I don't know what you want me to talk about. You can say something quick. Gravy skin cake. Gravy skin, <gasps> gravy skin cake. Oh, oh Andy, what? Andy and his friend. What is this a, travesty? Baked a cake. Well, again, it was a lot of not following directions. Not just doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Not reading directions. Pretending you're, you know, you're on Food Network and, and just make, stuff in and making and bacon. Cooking. All you had to do was follow the directions. But they decided they wanted to make their own icing. And let's face it, there's a science to that. There is. And Andy, thinking that he knew everything, just said, "I'm going to make Aunt Susie's recipe." Yep. And just decided to throw a bunch of stuff in a bowl. It was dry cocoa, powdered sugar, milk. Way too much. I'm sure there's some coffee thrown in it. A little coffee, bit of coffee. A banana uh, slice, banana maybe. slice, cinnamon, a uh, little pinch of cinnamon. And anyway, it was just a slurry. When it was a slurry done. of congealed gelatinous gray slime, <laughs> and Wiley liked it. Wiley and you, and couldn't it, even look at it. it couldn't even called, look at it. You call the gravy skin. We call the gravy skin cake. Gravy skin cake. <laughs> That's right. Like a little skin. Gravy Ooh. skin. That was. You tried. Yeah, you you did try. You did try. Did you want to share um, the story you repeated to me the other night about mom? Oh, when I was a kid. Yes. Oh, God. Poor mom. Um, Poor mom. My, my mother is an excellent cook. She's always done beautiful things for us. But there's certain things that our grandmother made that were just we just associated with just good comfort food. And our mom just didn't cook like that. Yeah. So I, I begged mom when we were little kids to... Please, would you make a corned beef like Mama does? Corned beast. Oh, corned beef. We loved it so much. And I begged her and begged her. Finally, she must have buckled down and, and, and bought a, a corned beef. And I walk in the back door, and I'm greeted with the smell by the back door. And it smelled, it just smelled like boiling garbage. And I'm like, what on earth is that? And I walk into the kitchen, and I see this giant bubbling, gurgling pot on the stove. I lift up the lid. And all I think of is it's a boiling head. You think of the scene from Fatal Attraction. <laughs> exactly. It's not a bunny. It's, it's not a, a bunny. Head. It's a human head. It's, it's a, bunny. a human head with this little fatty, floating, white, fluffy shit around it. Uh, and I kind of can't like, even think about it. Like, no. 
I go, Mom, what is this? She goes, that's the corned beef that that you've been begging me for. That's not old Grandma Ed's that. You ruined it. You know. You know how to you do it. do it. Uh, it was gross and terrible. And and how can you, how can a corned beef be dry? Be dry. When you've boiled it. When you've boiled it for 14 it, days. It was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Another project she did was a, a braided Easter loaf, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it was going to be, I think it was going to be was shellacked. I think, was, I think it was a decoration, it was going to be shellacked. It was back in the craft days, mm. and it was, in, and it got all bulbous, like one end of it became, it, it looked like really a, braided tumor, a braided tumor loaf. <laughs> one end was real tiny and didn't rise and didn't do anything, and the other one got real bulbous, and yeah, yeah it was science, we, we did science shock, experiment. We didn't shock it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Probably one of the other worst cooking disasters that I have had is I tried to make some kind of uh, also like a mashed potato whip <laughs> that went through, of course, a food processor. A and I, you I believe kitchen tool. I got the uh, I got the recipe from Ina Garten, oh, which is one of my favorites. Yes. But you know, we bow down to you, Ina. We ha- you have to have a, a good potato <laughs> and get a good food and processor. Get a good food processor. Get a good. Food it wasn't even a food processor. It was a food mill, which I received from my brother for Christmas one year. Because Carl know about food. Well, they dear, sell dear them. Carl. They sell them at Fleet Farm. Apparently, yeah. I'm sure it's some kind of. Next to the shore Anim- farm animal equipment, yes. I'm sure. Next the, the animal husbandry. Equipment. Animal husbandry, and I, I was making, I was cooked up these potatoes, and just didn't quite cook them long enough, and Ooh. tried to run them through the food mill, and they were not going through. Because they were like rocks. Rocks in the middle, and then you try and mash them and add a little so, milk or something to make them happen, uh, and then. Um, you know, I was putting in uh, what is the um, the little red, the stamens of crocuses. Oh, this is those threads. Those little seasoning. Yeah. Why can't I think of it? The stamens of crocuses. The stamens of crocuses. And they're very expensive. And they're uh, fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen thousand dollars. And I of course saffron. Saffron. And I of course throw this little pinch of saffron. In in these things, so they're like a saffron lace. Forty dollars a thread. Forty dollars a uh, yeah, and. Uh, Cook this up, and I taste it. Tastes terrible. I don't. I don't like saffron. I don't like. I don't like it. <laughs> so what do I do? I scrape it in the garbage and throw in a pack of the microwavable mashed potatoes, and that's what I serve to my guests. Yeah, yep. and they loved it. And they loved it they every loved day. It. They love your their lumpy mashed. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Terrible. Yeah, I've I've had some experiences. What's coming to mind is having people over for dinner and thinking I'm on time with how I'm making things. And the seven minutes before everyone arrives, things are happening that others shouldn't want to see. And you're still standing there in your underpants. Still in my underpants. Um, what's going on? Okay. Um, a little bit of a hand signal. A debacle. Um, yeah. And you're sweating. You're not in the Sweating. sweating. And, then, and then the food that I've spent $250 on. You don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to smell it anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want it on my plate. I don't, and I want you all to go home. Yep. Yeah. Um, that does remind me about some special dinner parties at your house. And you had some family members that kind of took liberties 
um, with, uh, with, their, with their servings. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maybe some yeah. appetizers. Yeah, yeah so, there was a family member so you, that you'd, would... You'd, um, be, you'd be entertaining... Entertaining a large, large group of people, people with a clear-cut plan to, to have a meal. A meal is going to be served. But appetizers were also part of the menu. Anyway, so you've got your appetizer sitting out. You've got your appetizer plates. And this particular individual would help himself help himself to a dinner plate. Go in your cabinet. Go in my cabinet. By, so bypass your, your decorative the decorative appetizer plate that is, you've spent. is kicked away. Yes. And, it's, and it's also paper, so you can throw it away right. for so cleanability. Andy's also using a dinner plate that I have segregated for people to use at dinner yes. time. For dinner. For, for dinner. And he would then approach said appetizer table and, you know, maybe perhaps one of the offerings was barbecued wings. And I've or made, Main Street meatballs. Or some kind of meatball. And, you know, you make enough for each person gets maybe three or four pieces. That's kind of your standard I direction. One was 1.5. One, I believe you're right. And I would see this man um, literally take handfuls of wings. And I would turn to him and say, fill in the name, blank. Um, we are having a meal. You know, there's going to be another meal offered. No, he would just... Oh. Yeah. So the 27 mm-hmm. stuffed mushroom caps that you just had, mm-hmm. that was enough for your family. For your family to have. To have. Yeah. You just but consumed them all. Yeah. Nope. So yeah, that, that, that reminds me of just general, um, I feel like general preparedness and etiquette that seems to always happen at your home, which involves you inviting everyone over for a, a beautifully displayed and gorgeous meal. Possibly involving um, Christmas cookie roulette, (laughs) which could come up after this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's always you at 5.30 vacuuming in your underpants. Yeah. And then um, other unnamed family members showing up at 5.00 when they've been requested not to come until 6.00. Yeah, that happened too. That happened a lot, Brad, where... Set times would be ignored, yep. and people would arrive early. And, um, and I would not be one of those. And no, you're on you DEFCON. I'm, I'm on DEFCON because I'm dealing with uh, turkeys and appetizers and crying babies, and literally folks would be showing up an hour early. Yep. And I learned to manage that situation by altering the time accordingly. Uh, if the dinner party was starting at 6, I would tell them, okay, help me do the math. You'd say seven. seven. So they seven. show seven. up at seven. six. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. that's how we manage that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. Well, Christmas cookie roulette. Um, that ties me That's back. a doozy. That, that's a doozy. That ties back to the fact that I am allergic to peanuts, but sometimes that makes me real pissy because um, you'll see like a Do beautiful... Do have to bring up the Halloween candy story from week one? You're pissing us around. No, no. Okay. But I'm really very good about avoiding things with peanuts. Um, Tables of donuts, I can ignore them. Baked goods that I don't know a whole lot about, I can ignore them. But sometimes when I see like a little platter of Christmas cookies that are all beautiful and delightful, I feel like I would like to have one. And I made a mistake a couple years ago. And you just don't know. You just don't know, but I I took the chance. And that's it. I'm taking a chance. And so I spun the wheel and I lost because the one I shoved in my throat... Yep. Uh, had peanuts in it. And Kate was at the house. My company was ready to arrive. 
I'd say to Kate, I've just eaten a peanut. Kate goes into complete care mode. Leaps into, leaps into action to render aid. I then proceed to barf in the kitchen sink. She's digging for my EpiPen. <laughs> I am rinsing my mouth out. And while Kate is caring for me, though, there, there is some admonishing going on as to why would you do that. And then we coined that Christmas cookie roulette. So I learned my lesson. I haven't done that in years. Don't play. You'll lose. Yep. You you'll will lose, lose every, time. every time. You will lose every time. It's mm. not worth it. That little spritz cookie is not worth it. It's so. not. It is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've wrapped up our our numerous stories of cooking disasters and cooking debacles, and failures, experimentations, yeah. and just Bad general situation. malaise towards <laughs> family yeah. members, guests, mm-hmm. and otherwise, mm-hmm. and fellow cooks in our kitchen, yes. ruining our stoves, cough brownies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are now going to go on to our recurring segment, which is, that is new information for me. Hmm. And this week, I have a little something to share, Uh and that is that, there's a fun fact here, humans have a strong scent memory. So you have a very, you're very capable of remembering and drawing on a scent. It, It triggers your memory. What is your favorite smell, and what does it make you think of? Oh, that's easy for me. Let's hear, can let's I, hear it. Let's hear it. Easy. The smell of a bakery. Okay. Hands down, the smell of a bakery. And not walking into a bakery. It's the bakery smell that you've kind of driven past it. It's the smell of sugar, flour, and fat in the air mm-hmm. with a sprinkle of, of goodness and happiness along with it because it takes me back to all the bakeries I've visited in my life. Mm-hmm. As a little girl, we had a bakery that was around the corner from our house. And my girlfriend and I would walk there, and we'd walk in there and get a peanut square or a giant cream puff or whatever, and walking in and smelling that bakery, to me, to this day, if you could bottle that smell, that's what, mm. I, that's what I'd wear, man. Smell of a bakery. Smell of a bakery. I am kind of a subset to that. Um, I have a very distinctive memory of something I did as a child that was dishonest. <laughs> Everybody just, I know, I know. Gripping. Gripping. I woke up one morning, and I don't know where you were. I don't care. That wasn't part of the story. But part of the story was that I detected very quickly that Mom was going to be baking chocolate chip cookies that morning. Maybe perhaps I saw a sack of chips on the counter. Maybe per- I saw maybe mixing bowls. I feigned illness so I could stay home Ooh. and eat homemade freshly baked chocolate chip cookies because they did not last long in our house i remember when mother would make them they'd come out 12 at a time dad would do the the six unit grab and they didn't last long and so maybe i was kind of sick but i think i wasn't i think i just i (coughs) and i said mom i don't feel good and then i got to linger on the cookies so chocolate chip cookies remind me of mom and they remind me of being a kid wow so that's my little a little memory. Do you have a, a, do you have a scent, little memory? memory? I I do have a, a favorite scent, and it's completely unrelated to baking. Oh gee. And well, it's gee. and it's not really related to cooking because I don't know if this is something that I personally have ever cooked with, or I don't know if I've experienced anyone cook with it. And that is the smell of marjoram. 
What does marjoram smell like? Yes. I will tell you. Marjoram smells like it is an herb for those of you that for listeners that aren't aware. Um it it is very similar to me to rosemary, but it's a little bit sweeter and a little bit more earthy. Earthy. I'm excited. Um it's it's a very unique scent. I have some. It's it's a very interesting scent and I've always said that if I could just if I could have a scent that was always around me it would always be of marjoram because I feel like it's very earthy it reminds me of like things that I like to do like gardening and growing my own food and that kind of stuff and it does make me think of cooking and herbs and those kinds of things but I've never really cooked with it and I've never seen it used in in a way to cook mm-hmm. um but just a good solid scent it's also very just I just feel very natural when I smell it it's so very interesting. Do you keep your clothes on while you're smelling it? The word natural has been used a lot, and I'm um, curious. You curious. know, it's, yeah, it's six, it's one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, Andy always wants me to smell his puppy, his old beloved puppy. He's like, Mom, just smell him. Just smell him. And I, I don't smell the same thing he smells. When I smell puppy, I smell Andy. Yeah. Yeah, I smell Andy's neck skin, which has... His greasy little neck. His greasy so. little neck skin. His greasy little neck skin. So yeah, that's that's a smell that yeah. does something for me. I will tell you this: sometimes the smell of body odor reminds me of Grandpa, because oh. Grandpa was not fond of baths. Um, well, many grandparents that really kind of exactly. Well. And so when I say this, I don't say it disrespectfully. I say it in in fond memory that of a, a, a little hint of the funk. A little funk will remind me of my grandpa. So yeah, well, that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. Thanks for bringing this down. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the room down a little I'll bit. I know of a smell that horrified me as a kid. What's that? Walking in the back door, and you're starving. Yeah. Because uh, yep. you've been playing all day. Yep. And, and you're praying to God that your mother is making something decent. Something decent. Mm-hmm. That didn't. Because you're starving. And let me guess. Steak. Or stewed tomato. Let me guess, that wasn't the case. You walked in and you smelled. And, and you'd be in your room, you'd be getting ready for dinner, and then you'd smell it. And it was a smell of broccoli hitting boiling water. Mm. And this is nothing before like the it. days of steaming broccoli, before the days of you yeah, know, doing uh-huh. something good with broccoli, boiling broccoli. And yeah. I would just, I would I would recoil in horror in my yeah. room with yeah. that smell. And I, no, yeah. of course I love broccoli, but I hated that smell of broccoli, boiling yeah. broccoli water. Exactly. <laughs> How about the smell of a cigarette? Let's talk Ooh. about that. Let's not. Um, finally known as cigaretting in our family. Um, I'll just kind of recount memories of both of our children that that reminds them of Grandpa. And it's a happy memory. The smell of a cigarette. Ugh. Cigaretting. And for us, it was a smell of, of horror that we were forced to breathe it in all day and be trapped in a car. Riding a closed car with a dog in one fi- in your face. A dog and, panting yeah. in one side, your sister puking in a coffee can because she gets car sick and both of them chain smoking in the front seat. Have either one of you heard of a cigarette referred to as a smoky treat? <laughs> I have. No. Yeah, it's a nickname for a cigarette. A smoky, smoky, treat. Treat. smoky treat? Smoky treat. Smoky lonesome. Smoky lonesome. It's not a treat mm-hmm. for us. How about, it's not a real treat for us. What about a pony what smokes? <laughs> <laughs> a pony what smoky treat. A pony what smokes. A pony what smokes. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I can honestly say that is all new information for me. That is yeah. new information for me. 
I have learned some things about you people that I'm probably not going to retain long, but no, it was no, interesting nonetheless, and it helped pass the time for a few moments sure. as we shared this sure. evening together. So, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. We're all we've gone it's through. Wrap. It's a wrap. We've gone through numerous cooking disasters, mm-hmm. cooking-related favorite scents. That's all new information for all of us. <laughs> so, with that, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. Don't forget to join us on our brand new Facebook page, General Malay's Podcast. We're also on iTunes under the podcast, so feel free to find us on there. What if I don't know how to do that? What if I, That's can't, a problem. What if I can't find us on that? <laughs> I'll learn. I'll You'll learn. You'll learn someday. You'll yes. find us. Okay. All right. And once again, we'd like to thank everyone for joining us on General, General Malay's, Malay's.